Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. Matthew chapter 25, verse 29. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. For those that do nothing, what little they have will be taken away. I want to talk to you today about the blessed life. Because the blessed life is the best life. But here's what you have to understand. It starts in the house. What a great day to start this series as we've prayed over households today. Now what you have to understand, everything starts in the house. Not this house, your house. You see, in the Old Testament, God had a building and a house for his people. In the New Testament, he had a people for his house. In the Old Testament, it was brick and mortar, stones, or even a tent in the wilderness. But in the New Testament, after we have now been covered with a grace that is all-sufficient, we are now the house of God and the household of faith. And when you come to this building that was an old grocery store that had a seafood department, even had a liquor store for all the religious people, My office is right where the beer cooler is. Now it's been cleaned out. But listen, this old grocery store is now the household of God. Why? Because you arrive here. When it sits dormant, even though it's now blessed because we have blessed it, it is a building. But how many of you know where you reside, the house of God resides? And it all starts in the house. Because the best life is the blessed life. And when you know that you're marked with blessing, the way you live and steward your life, and the way you live out the journey of faith that is on you, the word steward simply means this in the Bible. Utilizing and managing all resources that God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. I'm going to read this again. Utilizing and managing all resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. When you understand the power of stewardship and management, from the very first chapters of the Bible, we find that God created a world. How many of you understand that everything in the earth has been created by God? Everything at the earth and the fullness thereof, everything in this earth, even if it's been evilly taken and used for evil, or even if the enemy has perverted it, everything in this world has been created by God. Every ideal, every concept, everything that's in this earth is God created. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And he put a family in the garden that he created and he gave them dominion. 
dominion to manage the garden. God's plan has never changed. His original intention is still his final decision. It's his plan that you and I manage the creation of the kingdom and manage it well. And as you and I manage the kingdom creation well, the Bible said it's always attached to a harvest. Now there's three things we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Faith. Somebody say faith. Somebody say family. Somebody say finances. Sammy, you say faith, family, finances. Now, you cannot talk about family and finances without first talking about faith because it's the engine of the kingdom. The Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please God. But once you understand that you have the gift of faith and the gift of faith in your life is maturing and it's growing and every time you take a step of faith, that faith grows. And every time you speak a word of faith, that faith grows. And every time you pray an act of faith, that faith grows. And the Bible said in this maturing of my faith, I become the believer that I'm called to become. So faith is the foundation that we build our family and we become a conduit of finances for. We're going to talk about money over the next few weeks. And some of you get nervous when we talk about money. But I know Jesus talked a lot about money. If you've been around city life long, you know we don't talk a lot about money. But we're in harvest season. We're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. How many of you know Thanksgiving was all about harvest? Offering thanks for the harvest. We're in a season of harvest. But without a seed, there will never be a harvest. When you understand that we are called to manage the resources that God has given us. Three words that you've heard a lot about when we talk about stewardship in this house. Because I believe these three words, if you manage them well, will cover everything in your life. First is time. Somebody say time. You have an allotment of time, the Bible says. I didn't get an extra hour of sleep last night because I'm the pastor and I had to preach all day today. God didn't reward me with 25 hours. I was given 24. I have seven days in a week, 365 days in a year. But it's up to me to manage that time well. Now, I wish I could say that I always manage time well. I don't. There's times I need to be in the Word or doing things around the house and I'm probably binging on Netflix. Don't look at me all religious like that. I know some of you. What I'm saying is I wish I managed all my time better. I wish I took the allotted amount of time and squeezed the most out of it. I don't, but I do know this. I cannot redeem time. Once it's gone, I cannot go back and get it. I cannot go back and retrieve it. I can only manage it while I have it. If you manage your time well in every area of your life, it will produce a harvest. The next is talent. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got talent. Look at your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, and you've got talent. You've got gifts. Everybody in this room has been gifted and talented. And what you do with those gifts and what you do with those talents is up to you. Not everybody's gifted the same. Matter of fact, me and Pastor Casey, we are polar opposites. Matter of fact, we took this test when we got married by our counselor. And he put this test in a computer. He came back and said, you guys are polar opposites. And unless you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you have trouble in your future. He was right. Because we are different. 
We love one another, but here's what I will say. Her gifts and my gifts, when they come together, they are unstoppable. When her gifts and my gifts collide, what happens is this. Your gifts, my gifts, our gifts. We become the family of faith at City Life Church. God knew your gifts needed to be in this house. He knew your gifts needed to be in your house, in your family. That's why he put them. I'm glad everybody's not like me. I'm glad everybody's not just like you. I'm glad that our gifts, when they come together, Together. The Bible said we become mighty weapons for the kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, I need your gifts. Now look at them and say, but you need my gifts. And together our gifts do the work of the Lord. The third is treasure. Somebody say treasure. Here's where we have problem when we talk about money. Because what you think of is what you produce, what you earn. But the Bible said where your treasure is... Mm, there will your heart be also. Most of the times we have trouble talking about money is not because it's a money issue, it's because it's a heart issue. I'm going to talk about finances, time, talent, and treasure. I love what Proverbs chapter 24, 24 verse 3 says. It says, by wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Three words here, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. He says, by wisdom a house is built. Now you understand, you can live in an empty house. It will shelter you, it will cover you, in cold days it will warm you. But how many of you know a house is much more enjoyable when the living room has a couch, and the bedroom has a bed, and the kitchen has pots and pans, and a Keurig. I mean, I mean, it makes the kitchen a whole lot better. For, for all the old timers, that's a coffee maker. It makes life a lot better when the, here's what he says. He says, a house is built by wisdom. You will find no greater wisdom than this book right here. From Genesis to Revelation, every principle Every precept of this book, if you build up on it, why is it why? Because it's time tested. It's God breathed. It's endured centuries and generations. It's come through trials. It's come through things and it's still standing. And the Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but this book will remain. And when you realize this book has wisdom to build your life upon, and when you build upon it, God begins to build a house. But he said, I don't want to just leave your house empty. I want to fill it. And when you begin to understand the reason why you live by these principles, I begin to fill the house. And I begin to to unlock riches and treasures that you can enjoy life because here's the reality God wants his heavens to invade your earth he wants to invade the earthly realm in which you live with the pleasures of heaven that's why we have this whole prosperity thing out of balance because we think prosperity is all about stuff and friend God is okay with you having stuff but here's the problem when stuff has you it gets out of balance but when you realize it's all God's and all he's required me is to manage it, and when I manage it well, the kingdom works. He said, I want to fill your house. But here's the first. This is a tough one right here. Say this. If I'm going to manage and steward, and I'm going to do it well, the first thing I've got to manage is myself. Somebody say, steward myself. Steward. Whew, that's not easy. I like to steward other people. 
I, I like to steward Pastor Bobby. I like to steward John. I don't like to steward me. Because when I steward myself, it takes me looking in the mirror of life and looking in the mirror of the word. And not only relying on the gifts and the talents of who I am, but dealing with the frailties and the insecurities of who I am. Jesus had this group of disciples that he was working with. And he would over and over tell them, the mirror of who we need to be is not me, not you. It's our Father in heaven. And when I begin to steward myself self well, it aligns me and sets me up to steward others. If I can steward myself, then I can steward my family. It's hard to steward others when you can't steward yourself. But, but God's given me the ability. Now, if you're single in here, steward yourself till God gives you a family. But if God has given you a family, oh, that was a single person right there. I mean, I was like, one guy was like, oh, that's me. Oh. Come on, give it up for all the single people in the house. Not the single ladies, the single people. Not everybody's sanctified in this room. But listen, listen. Where was I? Oh, my family. I begin to steward my family well. I begin to steward the household of faith that God has put me in. And if I steward my house well, it gives me the ability to steward the household of faith. Then I begin to steward my relationship. Some of you are in this room today broken because in the last season, you did not steward your relationships right. You did not manage your relationships right. So the harvest you are walking in today is the result of the seeds in the last season. And I want you to understand this. You, you, you're the one that has the ability to farm and till the ground in which you live. And I want you to understand if God does not deal with you and you do not steward yourself well, you will find yourself broken in dysfunction. And dysfunctional people attract other dysfunctional people. And they attract people just like them. If your mind is not right and your heart is not right and your life is not right, like a magnet you will draw other people to you. And some in this room at watching and worshiping at church online, you are living out the fruit and the harvest of dysfunctional yesterday but I've got good news. We're going to take care of our present so that our tomorrow is a prophetic tomorrow and we know that God is calling us to our best life. Marked with blessing. That's why Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says this. Do not be deceived. He said don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. The seed you put in the ground today will produce a harvest tomorrow. What you're doing today and what you're cultivating today, so I'm going to steward myself well. I'm going to get up and I'm going to look in the mirror of life. And I'm going to say, Tony, I, I love how you do this, but I need to work on this. And I need to cultivate this because I want to steward my family well. I want to steward my girls well. I want to steward a generation well. I want to steward the family of faith well. And I want to steward my relationship relationships right so I can come and I can walk fruitful in my next season. Now I've been reading through the parables of Jesus. I'm telling you the red letters in your Bible they are powerful. And I've been going through the parables of Jesus and I love how Jesus began to share this one in Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24 said everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. 
And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Here's what Jesus was saying. Not if the rains, not if the winds, not if the floods come, but when they come. Because everybody in this room will walk through tough seasons. It's how you respond to them and how you've been built in the last season that determines the next season. Now watch, Jesus said, when you build upon these words, you're building upon a foundation of rock. And when the storms come, oh, they may batter the house. It may feel like the house is going to be blown over. But when the storm passes, you will find that you're still standing. But those that did not heed the words, they were like people that built on shifting places. Places of no foundation. And when the storms of life came, that's why there are some today that are broken because the storm of the last season that we walked through and the storm of this last season that many endured, it rocked their world because they did not have a firm foundation. They were living a good life, but not their best life. They were living a life that seemed to be okay, but it was not anchored in the right stuff. You know, I'm reminded of an old proverb. It's a powerful story. It's about three little pigs. <laughs> and these three little pigs built houses. And you won't find this story in your Bible, so don't go home and look for it. <laughs> the first pig built out of hay. The second pig built his house out of sticks. And the third built out of brick, stone. And one day, the big bad wolf came. And he knocked on the door. And he said, little pig, little pig, let me in. And the little pig said, not by the... Oh, some of you know your word. <laughs> not by the hair of my chinny, chin, chin. So the wolf huffed and he puffed and he blew the house in. And he had ham sandwich for lunch. <laughs> Got to the next house. It was built out of sticks. A little bit stronger, but still not fortified. He knocked on the door. He said, little pig, little pig, let me in. And the little pig said, not by the hair of my... <laughs> so he huffed and he puffed and he blew the house in. And he had pork chops for dinner. But he gets to the third house that's been built out of stone. And he knocked on the door and he said, little pig, little pig, let me in. He said, not by the hair of my... Well, we're getting with it now. And he huffed and he puffed and he could not blow the house in. Here's the principle of this story. If you build your house the right way, when the enemy that is moving around, listen to me, listen to me, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, he may pound, he may knock, the storm may come, but after it passes, you will still be standing because you are anchored in a hope and you are anchored in the rock and you are anchored in the word and you are anchored in the principle of the kingdom and they may come and they may roar and you may walk through a global pandemic but you will look back and say I've come out stronger I've come out better I've come out with a testimony I've come out with a song I've come out knowing that I am in Christ and Christ is in me and I don't even have to be in the church building because I am the house of the Lord come on put your hands together and give it praise come on jump to your feet
We've already had a lot this morning. We've witnessed the dedication of children. We saw houses marked. Psalm 37 verse 4 says this. Delight. This word delight means this. Happy, settled, established in confidence in the Lord. And he will give you the desire of your heart. This word delight just doesn't simply mean just whatever comes, whatever happens. But he said when you anchor yourself in the things of God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Where your heart is, there, somebody say there, there. will be your treasure. Why? He said if you're anchored in the things of God, When the pressing of life comes, what is in you comes out of you. And in this next few weeks, I want to talk to us about living a blessed life. Because a blessed life is the best life. Because what we think of as the best life, many times, is by the acquiring of stuff. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with stuff. And God may want to get it to but I find before many times he gets stuff in my natural, he deals with things in my spirit. So I have to manage and steward me. I have to be willing to look into the word of God and into the mirror of life and say, Tony, there's some good things about you. But there's some things you need to deal with. There's some areas you need to work on. There's some places you need to manage better. You need to manage your attitude. You need to manage your perspective. You need to manage the way you see yourself. You need to manage these insecurities. They try to really get in the way of really who you are. The brokenness, the hurt. The things that no one sees. Because I'm called to manage my house. And if I can't manage me, how can I manage the household of faith? How can I manage my family? How can I steward my children? How can I steward my relationships? I've got to steward me. You know, I had a lady come to me one time and she said, Pastor, I need you to pray for the people at my work. She said, everybody at my work, it's like they're full of the devil. She said, they're mean, and they talk about people, and I'm thinking, do you talk about people with them, or how do you know? I said, let's just pray for them. Let's just pray that God would change them. You know, she started praying for them, and I saw her not long after that. I said, how, how's work going? She goes, you know, it's amazing. God's working on everybody around me. Sometimes it starts right here. What does God need to work on in you so that you can live your best life? What does God need to work on in your house so your family can live their best life? What are the priorities you need to put? Are the things of God important to you, mom, dad? Because if it's not important to you, it will not be important to your children. If you do not manage and steward well the things of God, the next generation will not manage and steward well the things of God. And when you realize that you were called, 
from the very beginning of the Word of God to steward the creation of the kingdom well. It changes the view of how you live your kingdom journey. What I do with my time, how I invest my talents, and is the treasure of my life a conduit or just a reservoir? How does God use me? We're going to pray in just a moment. Just before we pray, I was reminded of a story I heard. It's about a father. His wife had to go out of town for work, and he was given the job of watching his six-year-old daughter. So it was a crazy, busy week. He says, so he finally took his daughter right to the office with him. They were in the office. He was giving her things to do. She was all over. She was in the desk. She was messing with things. She was bugging the secretary. Finally, I sat her in the corner. He said, I thought of something. He said, I remember seeing a picture of a world in a magazine. He said, I went to the magazine, found the picture of the world. I, I tore it out. I cut it in pieces. I went back over to it. I said, if you can put the world back together again, I will give you $5. I thought, man, this will keep her busy for 30 minutes. He said, about five minutes, she walked over with the picture of the world taped back together and held her hand out for the $5. I said, how did you put this back together so fast? She said, on the other side of the world, there was a picture of a family. And I just thought if I put the family back together again. If I put the family back together again, I would put the world back together again. It starts in the house. Somebody say, I am the house. I want to just declare something over you. You're going to put it on the screen. Numbers chapter 6. If you would indulge me just lift your hands I want you to receive this today there's nothing magical happens when you lift your hands but I want to declare this over you today the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now close your eyes I want to pray over you Father, I declare a generational blessing. Father, let it start with us. Let it start with me. Let us steward ourselves well. Let us steward our family well. Let us steward our relationships well. Let us live out the kingdom assignment as the people of God. Let us walk in a blessing and a confidence, knowing that what you have put in our heart you will complain. Father, let your face shine upon your people so that when they walk in blessing, they live their best life. I declare that today with a yes and an amen. Now put those hands together and give a praise. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today and we'll see you next time.